0: Three, two, one. Okay, live stream. We're doing good this morning. Let's uh, go to Matthew thirteen. For some reason, I'm in Ezekiel. That's going to be confusing. Okay, Matthew thirteen. We've been working our way through. We we took a little pause last week, and um, for our Christmas message, but. We're back at Matthew 13. We're going to jump right in at 24. And we're talking about parables. And years ago, they sent me to school. This is not a joke. And and my other job, they sent me to school to teach how to teach, excuse me, to learn how to teach. And um, then you have to actually teach. And then they kind of grade you on that. And one of the things that as I've through the years is I've gone to other schools and looked at things, the best way for me to teach you something is tell you a story that connects with you, something that you understand, and your brain will be able to go back to that filing cabinet and pull that out and say, you know, that's the way that works. That's why that that's why that's like that is. And Jesus did not go to that school, okay? But Jesus taught in parable after parable after parable. And as you look at these, I wanna tell you, and I've spent some time in Sunday school on this, so I'll do it real quick. Literally, guys, just think of the Bible like this. You read it on the surface, okay? Then there's another layer, okay, in the spirit. Then there's another layer. Then there's, it's like the ocean, the deeper you get, the deeper it gets. And as you study, pray, that's why it says to study, to show yourself approved. Okay. And I'm not, again, I love the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's how you get signed up for the army. Okay. It's simple. He, he paid the price for us and we'll get to that later. But the point being is. If you want to grow, if you want to learn, you want to understand, you want to comprehend in this thing, you've got to study to show yourself proof. So get in the word of God. I love, um, I love good books about the Bible also. And some people will say, well, I can't believe you read that. Cause that guy, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, listen, when I go to Kentucky Fried, actually I don't go to Kentucky Fry. Okay. Popeye's. When you go to Popeye's, um, and you get the the two-piece dinner, if there's a bone in it, I feel under no obligation to eat it. I eat the chicken off the bone and I throw it out the window, well, if Kim's not with me, okay. (laughs) Kim's with me, I keep putting in a proper receptacle. Um, But the bottom line is this, guys, there's a lot of information out there There's a lot, and and there's a bit more information than there's ever been, but study to show yourself approved. God's bigger than you think he is. I'll just leave that, we'll get off that. So we're at verse 24, the parable of the wheat and the tares. And just think of tares as this, stickers, okay? You remember them cocklebirds? You guys ever get in a mess of cocklebirds? I hate cocklebirds. I had to cut one out of my sock in front of the sheriff's office the other day. I had been somewhere. It had got down in my boot. I was walking and it was sticking me, and I thought, man, there's something staining me. And I had to take my knife and just, I didn't take my sock off. I just cut a hole in it and threw the cocklebirds, put, oh, put that in the proper receptacle, also. Came. Anyway. So, you know, we're all eco friendly around him. Now we may not have always been. Praise the Lord. Okay. I'll never forget me and Kim hadn't been married very long. The first time I rolled the winter down through the McDonald's side, I don't think I had to go back and get it. <laughs> I think that was the same day she threw the sandwich at me and yeah, we've had I'll save that story. Okay. For another day. Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. Okay. If you want to do this, you can, I don't know how it's set up in your Bible. We may have to turn the page. You can go to the, the up to uh, verse 37 of the same chapter. And Jesus, his. Uh, posse, his his uh disciples and they said man what does this mean okay that's not a king james version but that's what they said they're like cuz they're all traveling together and they said what does this mean and what Jesus says this first part means is this the sower is jesus so we're talking about he says this is the kingdom of god this is the kingdom of heaven actually okay but which is to say interchangeable. He uses both those words, kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. So what's this? It's like a man who sowed good seed in his field. And he said, well, what is the field? Same, if you go back and forth, the seed, the, the, uh, field is the world. Okay. So Jesus is talking about that his kingdom, which is beginning at his 30 year mark. Okay. Kingdom of God has been going on since adam okay i mean that's a whole different thing but what's this he says this is what's going on now can you see that in this scripture as i looked at it this time i'm praying there i'm looking at it. i'm dragging it around in my brain i've said okay he's literally talking about now he's not talking about the beginning of earth he's talking about now he said "This me and what's this the kingdom like a man who sowed good seed in his field. Now, look at what it says. In the New King James, it says the tares, the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom and the tares are the sons of the wicked one. These are not ideas. These are people. I have studied this a bunch of times and I have literally in the last 48 hours looked at this and just scratched on it and scratched on it and I want you to think about this guys. He says these are people. These are not ideas. This this would work with ideas, okay, this this picture, you could use this same picture with bad ideas that they grow up and they have, you know what I'm saying? but. And I, but his, this is literally Jesus. They asked him specifically, "What's this about?" And he said, "These are about the sons of the kingdom and the sons of the other kingdom." Are you following me? Okay. I've never preached this like this. I have, I'm sure, used this illustration before. But while the men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares. Which the tares are the sons of the wicked one. There's, they're sown by the devil. And when the enemy came, he sowed these tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the crop or the grain had sprouted, and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? Then how does it have tares? Okay. Why don't you look at this from one aspect first? I have, I'm going to go ahead and use the right word. I have struggled right here before, okay? Because I don't know how much y'all think, but I think a lot. (laughs) Maybe just a little bit too much. Okay, but watch this. God created a perfect world. Was it perfect? Was it good? Did he say it was good? Does God lie? Okay, it's perfect. He said this, and then he creates creates humankind. And he says, that's very good. Okay? And then what do we do? We mess all over. Okay? We make the decisions we make. And there's now those stickers. There's painted childbirth. Men and women are fussing with each other. You know, everything. Is the world in chaos? Okay, is it? All right. And then Jesus gets on the cross and says these words. It's paid for. You messing this up is paid for. Now in the Bruce Bieland mind, which is not a very, okay, I work with what I got. Praise the Lord. But watch this. In my mind, it's fixed. I should be able to walk out of my yard and not get stickers in my feet. I should, you know, the next part, next time somebody has a baby, they shouldn't have to struggle with childbirth. You see, I mean, it wouldn't hurt, is what I'm trying to say. Are you following me? Well, guess what? My life experience does not line up with the way I think it should have happened. Because we've had four, and I don't remember any of them being all of them there's some pain involved and like was say I told somebody the other day we showed up with that first one to the deal, I said, She's having a baby, I need some drugs. Okay. I was about to I was about to lose it. Okay. We went to it's called a Lamaz class. I think I lasted about eight seconds, about like riding a bull in Lamaz class. I seen that film, I said, I ain't going. Nope. I don't know what this is, but this is mm mm. I don't like this. Breathing and all that. I tried though, didn't I? To two classes. Oh, I left. I left or both of them. I think I got paged. <laughs> I remember the paging days. So here's the deal, guys. And then what's happened is this has grown up, and how could it possibly be this way? And he being the, it would be Jesus. He says, an enemy has done this and the servants go, do you want us to go and gather them up? And he said, no, lest while you're gathering up the tares, you uproot the wheat among them. Can y'all get that? Literally guys, Job does it better than anybody. David does it better than anybody in the Bible. He says, what's going on here? The righteous are suffering. The jerks are prospering. That's not King James. But you know what I'm saying. I mean, literally, that's what he's saying. What's, what's going on around here? And if you never said, what's going on around here? You ain't been in my house. I mean, I've been so audacious to walk out on the back porch of my house and say, God, what are you doing? I wouldn't do this. If I had a kid, I wouldn't do this. Because I'm so smart are thinking I And I'm going to tell you something. That's that's been a question that's asked from Genesis all the way through, okay? And here's the deal. Here's the answer. No, we've got to be careful. Let them both grow together until the harvest. At the time of harvest, I will say the reapers first gather them together gather the tares and bind them in bundles and burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Now listen. If you got your Bibles this morning, or if you want to jot this down, look it up later. But I'm going to read it. Out of my, I didn't bring a bunch of versions this morning. I'm going to read First Peter two and nine. And I want to tell you, this is a theme throughout the gospel. What I'm going to read to you right now is a theme throughout the Bible. Old and new covenant. What's this. But you. Somebody say me. Hey. But you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. And a holy nation. His own special people. That you may proclaim. The praises of him. Who calls you out of darkness. Into his marvelous light. Is that what the Bible says? That's Peter, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. I'm going to tell you something. There is some good seed in this building this morning. There is some good seed online watching this morning. There's some good seed that don't have anybody idea who I am or don't care. and That's fine too. All I'm telling you is this, is that God is wanting the good seed of this earth to produce fruit and quit worrying about the stickers around them. And man, when this was... Oh, anyway, I'm going to try not to holler this morning, but here, here's the deal. Literally, guys, this is I believe a message that needs to be heard today. Quit looking at the stickers. Now I didn't put that on the line. We're gonna study things and quit looking at the stickers cause I'm redneck enough, I don't want it worse. But watch this guys. Listen, your seed, there's a seed of rightness. And I say that because that's what righteousness means is being right with him. There's a seed of rightness and quit pointing at the stickers because that's not your job. The angels are gonna, at the end times, he gonna pick up everybody, and you are gonna go in the barn that you deserve. Okay? And you and we all think, well, it's because I did this, and I didn't know, it ain't about what you did, it's about what he did. You follow me? It's about what he did, and whether you accepted that or not. So, the second one I wanna, uh, look at it. The second scripture during this is Matthew. Just going to go forward a little bit, 16 and 27. This is Jesus again. For the son of man will come in glory with his father, with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. And some of you are saying, wait a minute, Bruce, you're getting into works-based salvation. Well, no, I'm not. Listen to what I'm saying. There's two words I want you to get during this portion of the summer. Okay, two words. One of them is your faith determines your destination. Are you following me? Yes. Your faith determines your destination. Jesus Christ died on the cross. We celebrated it. I lost my cup. We celebrated a minute ago with communion. But here's the deal. Literally, he paid that price and that determines your destination. But what determines your reward, both in this life and the life to come, is the way you act. You think I'm kidding? No. Look at what it says right here. It says these words. 20, go back to 27. Well, I lost it already. For the Son of Man will come with his angels and then he will reward each according to his words. Each according to his work. That reward is real. It is not. Heaven, it's not the destination, it's the reward eternally with him. And you say, Well, how could it be better than heaven? He literally at one point says, You will rule and reign with me. So I don't know if that has to do with how much you rule and reign. I don't know if it, and I'm gonna tell you this is not a joke. I don't tell you this is a joke at all because it I want to tell you where I've been in my life. I'm standing on a hill in Turkey, and you have to remember the legalism that I was raised under, and the, the condemnation and the fear and all that. But what's this, guys? I'm standing on a mountain in Turkey, and I said, "God, all I because the, the 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 job I wanted least in the career field I was in in security place was gate guard. Nobody want to be the gate guard. It's miserable." Waving people in, checking stickers, saluting—I hated that. Job, okay, it's not what I was. Um, it's not. Yeah, it's hard to do. Okay, not hard to complete. Hard to stand there. And do, but anyway. But the point being is this: for for me, it was. I told God, I'll never forget. I said, Lord, look, I just want—I just want to go to heaven. And I will be the gate guard. I don't have to be the nothing. I'm not looking for any position. I just want to be the gate guard. And you don't remember what Paul said, right? He said, "I'm the least." Yeah. I washed, you know, watching the disciples feet, Literally, he—I mean—he uses those terms because he didn't bring his. Oh, you know, I've studied a lot. I'm, I'm all this, you know. I knew, I knew my heart. And I told God, I said, "Look, I just want to go to heaven." And I'm gonna tell you something: what a gift salvation is. Are you listening? Are you listening? What a gift! Act like it. Act, act happy about it. It's, it's, it's a gift. You ain't deserved it. I ain't deserved it. Nobody's deserved it. But He paid the price for it. Is that right? Yes. Okay. But it does matter what you do. And I want to make sure I get that in every week. I'll say, well, something like, well, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. We're running low on bail money or something, but here's the deal. This is the bottom line guys. Literally there are rewards. And listen, those reapers are angels and all that's going to happen. And if it comes at the end times, or if it comes by you finishing your race here, and you get put in either a big box or a small box. It's according to how much water they take out of you before they put you in there. And here's the deal, guys. we all going to stand before the Lord. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So what's this? As we look at that. Let's get to, get, I'm sorry, I'm going through three pages here. Okay. So. I want to be gathered into His barn. Do you want to be gathered into His barn? Yes. I want to be part of what God's doing, and I love the fact that He, as country as I am, He talks about putting us in a barn. You know, now we got barn dominions. Yeah, give me a barn dominion so <laughs> I can park my campervan. Anyway, so we're going to go to verse 31, and we're going to do one more of these. And we're gonna close, which all that means nothing. Another parable he put forth them saying the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Okay. Now we talked about faith as a mustard seed. He used a mustard seed a couple of times. A mustard seed is tiny. You follow me? It's tiny. And so he said the kingdom is like this. Now he's again, he's talking about what he's perpetuating. This is starting there. This seed is being planted. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of the seeds. And he's talking about the size. Okay. Think about it. You've got a rabbi, 12 boys, some ladies that were following along, some rich. I love the part where the rich women was kind of supporting the ministry. And you say, well, that isn't the Bible. Oh yeah, it is, look in there and read it, you ain't read it, okay? It's in there, okay? And you've got those people following Jesus, and from that, the most humongous religious thing in the world has grown, this tree, this Christianity. Can you follow me? Okay, so you got this tiny seed, it goes into the ground, which indeed is the least the that when it grown is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air can come and nest in its branches. Okay. So there's a lot of pictures in the Bible. Do everybody know when I say the word type and shadows? Do you know what I mean? Type and shadows means this. So Joshua, I'll give you one and it'll, I'll tell you the story real quick. Joshua, so you got Moses. Moses is the lawgiver. And they get right to the edge of what? The promised land. And they can't go inside. Do you know why? Because he's the law. The law can't take you to heaven. And this is a representation of heaven. The law can't take you there. But watch this. Moses then dies. And a guy is raised up, the law dies, and his, his, the man has been training under him all this time, faithfully, is named Joshua, which is in the Greek, Yeshua, which is in the English, Jesus. And he is the deliverer. Joshua means deliverer and he delivers them into their promised land is that what happens that's a picture of a much bigger picture of Jesus doing the same thing a few hundred years later right you see how that's a picture and there's other pictures there's hundreds of pictures in the bible like that but what's this it's a, it's a deep book okay it's not just a it's not just a wading pool it's an ocean Okay, so literally, this is a picture, and this has grown into Christianity, to the church of Jesus Christ is huge. You realize that about once a week, Pastor Jeremiah sends me a um, Facebook message, okay, a messenger, and it'll be, you know, uh, over Christmas we gave out 1,000 parcels. We've got people got saved. Now we're having men's fellowship. Now we're doing this. We've got the soccer team. I mean, and you, we'll never meet them people, probably. You know what I'm saying? We'll probably never. They probably won't bring all them over here and go to church with us. But you see how big the kingdom of God is? You know that I have a, another acquaintance that, uh, that I've known for many, many years, that he has fruit in the Middle East in the places where I mean, they don't even talk, they don't even mention Jesus because it's so dangerous. But they, churches are being ripped, brought. I mean, you, you see what I'm saying? I mean, we don't own them people. You see how big this tree is. That's what I'm trying to say. You see how big the tree is. I got friends in Barrow this morning that are, well, out in the woods and there, that they're worshiping the Lord this morning and, and they're doing it a different way than we do. They're worshiping Jesus, okay? I got, I got friends, uh, other places in, that are worshiping the Lord this morning. They may be doing it differently we do, but they're worshiping Jesus. Are you following me? It's a big tree. So, get to the point, Bruce. All right. So, what's this. Literally, then it talks about the birds of the air. You're not going to really like this example. Okay, but, but that does just because I don't like something doesn't mean it's not true. Every time the words birds of the air are used, not just birds, but birds of the air, it's talking about enemy spiritual demons. You just go ahead and use the word. It's talking about demons. And you go, Bruce, so you're saying there's demons that go to church? What I'm saying is religiosity. So let's do it like this. Let's say there's a war going on. What's the best way to win a war is to, if you think you can keep them from knowing there is a war. Does that make sense? The whole thing's going on, but you keep them from even knowing about it. You, You just, and here's the deal. Literally, guys, attached to religion, there has always been demonic forces. There's demonic forces. I mean, here's the deal. I will never forget. Kim and I were leading a little Bible study years ago. I'm going to say this would have been about 88, 89, somewhere in there. And we wouldn't, we'd be getting along great. The kids would be doing great, whatever's going on and we'd get ready, I I was gonna go speak, or she was gonna go, something would happen, and either the kid would mess all over the bill, or something would happen, and and it would hit me wrong, or I'd say something, and it would be, and it was like, what just happened? What just happened? It's called being under attack, okay? And see, we don't see all that going on. We just see the results of all that going on, okay? And so, put this in this big tree that is you what do you think makes people be so critical to one another you think that's just because they're bad people no they have given into a spirit of criticism it's like you, you don't do it. you don't do it right you're not you don't wear a robe while you do it oh you are then the other person say you're wearing a robe you don't have to do that. You, you see all this criticism in the church and what did Jesus say he's getting ready to go to the cross and he says this he says Lord, Let them be one as you and I is one. Sorry, as you and I are one. Let them be one so that the world will know that I, being Jesus, came from you. It's in John, right before the crucifixion. He's praying that prayer. And the devil is saying, I know how I'll fix that. I'll send pirates and principalities and they'll be sitting right beside them and they'll say they'll be working on their mind Yeah, you you just talk about that first. you talk about that person, you know, was was you baptized in running water, was you you know, do you worship on Saturday or Sunday Do you all, all of this your hair is too long your dresses are too short your it just goes on and on and on and it's been that way since the, the first one I know of was when they said you you know you're giving your widows more stuff than our widows are getting that's right there in the Bible New Testament Church immediately while people are being healed and saved and they're worried about who's getting what is that what happened you say, well, people are just like that. Well, they've had some help through the years because these birds of the air have been roosting in the branches of the very thing that God planted. Are you following me? Don't give in to them, voices. Don't give in to them. You know, we're in the Christian church and we are a little bit better than anybody else. And, and here, this is not a joke. What I'm fixing to tell you, I make this joke everywhere I go. I will, I will be somewhere and I'll be hanging out with my friends and they're, uh, just everything from Catholic, Methodist, Presbyterian, all of them. It don't matter what, this same joke works for all of them. Okay. So I'll be there and they'll say, Oh, you're, you with a Christian church? And I'll say, yeah, you know, I was a Christian. I was, a, I, was I, I, went to church for a long time, but now I'm finally a Christian. And I make that as a joke because I go to the Christian church. Okay, but I'm going to tell you something guys, here's the deal. Who whatever church you're part of, if you're proclaiming Jesus this morning, I love you. And I'm so proud of you. Proclaim him everywhere you go. And if, if your music is, is uh, if you got smoke coming out of the floor when y'all are playing music, good for you. We tried to get a disco ball here, but the, it just didn't work. The building's not built. Oh, i got people shaking their head. You don't want a disco ball? Okay. you got one to do. They say that we're already disagreeing. So I, I'm, it's, it's been a joke here for 20 years. I think it's a good joke. But uh, we also was going to get a chandelier, but we couldn't get it in tune. We no, had no way they could play it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. But here's the deal, guys. Don't allow division. Don't run your brothers and sisters down. I'm going to tell you something. So here's the final, here's the final deal, and we're done. Yeah, that mean nothing. But watch this. Literally, I used this example the other day. People have used religion and the Bible to do a bunch of very bad things. Very, very bad things. But I'm gonna tell you what Jesus did. What Jesus said is this, come unto me, not come unto the church. And I love the church, guys. I lo- I'm, in- I'm in church this morning, I promise. Okay. Come unto me, all ye, all y'all, if you want my version, all y'all who are heavy laden and can't keep your cheese on the cracker, I will give you what? Rest. rest. Does this world need rest? Oh, my Lord. And I'm going to tell you, a lot of times what we do as a church, is we just say, well, let me pick it that little bit. You can't rest when you are picking, okay? And you can't rest when somebody's picking on you, can you? Can you do it? But watch this? All ye who are heavy laden, and I want to tell you something: they might not look like you; they might not. I won't <laughs> get into all that. But here's the deal: there's none of us that are worthy, no, not one. And guys, I want to tell you: if you're proclaiming Jesus, thank you for proclaiming Jesus Christ, and do it. Whether you, here's the deal. You say, well, I don't want to talk about it because I don't know all the details. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. If I go to a restaurant and I get the, well, normally I'll get some hunk of meat with a tater close to it or something. I get that. I don't have to be a chef or know all the ingredients to tell you, you need to go to that restaurant because that's some good stuff. Does that make sense? And I'm going to tell you, the buffet that God has provided, the table that he put before us, is one of life, joy, and peace. And Lord, I just thank you for that. And let us say no to all this yin-yang back and forth between the churches, between people, between all that. Because Lord, it's all about you. And as we focus on you, we will be healed. Bow your head with me this morning. Father, thank you so much, Lord, for these folks, both here and online. Lord, your grace is sufficient. Lord, you are paid, you have paid the price for us, Lord, and you, your arms are outstretched this morning for those of you Anybody, anywhere, whatever circumstances you find. You say, Bruce, I don't have this part worked out. I'm addicted to this. I've got this. I've got that. Let me tell you something. My Savior is the Redeemer. Whatever's going on with you, I know what's going on with him. And it's joy, peace, and long-suffering. That is my Savior. His table is before you this morning and just say yes to Him. And then He will show us how to walk from there. So Father, help us to be the men and women You've called us to be. Help us to be the church You've called us to be. Help us to be the people You've called us to be. And Lord, we give our lives to You. And Lord, we don't want to be stickers. We want to be good friends good seed, Lord. And Lord, we don't want the birds of the air to be yapping in our ears and us repeating what they say in this beautiful tree that you built, which is the church of Jesus Christ. We love you. We give our lives to you, God. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Good you got a question, send me a message. Have a great day. God bless you. Amen.